Welcome back here, Jerem Brandon, talking some MLB over-under regular season win totals. We did the same exact thing last year. Um, we had some hits last year. We also had some misses. Uh, the, the miss that comes off the top of my head for both of us that I don't think anybody or many people really had was the Giants at 107 wins. Um, yeah. Maybe a miss, probably Yankees for both of us. I think we probably both had the over on the Yankees. Uh, so, And I think the Yankees were at like 100. So... Um, Anyways, we're going to go in order from uh, least amount of wins to most. Should be exciting. Uh, we just finished talking about the NBA mock draft. If you want to watch that, or sorry, not NBA, NFL. Uh, links in the description. Also should just be in the channel in general. Um, I, I talked about it in the last video. We didn't have the studio for this for these two videos out of all the weeks to not have the studio. This is an unfortunate one just because we're filming back to back videos, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, there, I guess the good thing about zoom is like, I have the win totals right in front of you guys. So you guys can see all the win totals, um, which is nice. It's not like, it's not awesome. Like I prefer the studio still, but, but yeah, uh, we'll start Orioles. That's, that's the least amount of wins uh, projected. And then we'll go all the way to the Dodgers, which have the most. So we'll start Orioles over under is 62 and a half. Um, I said before we started filming this, I don't want to spend too much time on the Orioles and stuff because if they have over 62 and a half, it's probably not much more than, you know, 70. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be about 62 and a half. That's, that's really my take is I think they're probably one of the worst, if not the worst team in the MLB. Um, and they play in probably the hardest division in baseball. Um, I actually, I don't think it's probably, I mean, you have four teams that, could realistically make it to the fine uh, to the World Series this year. Yeah. So I, I yeah, that's why I'm going under just because you're playing those those teams 19 times a year. Like, what are the odds you're winning more than five of those games? It's just so slim. So yeah, I, I'm going under. Um, you know, they have no talent, um, no pitching, really no offense. Adley Rutschman's already injured, so he's not even going to start the season on time. So yeah, I'm going under. Pirates, 64 and a half. Um, it's kind of the same thing for me, except they don't play in the AL East. So maybe I should have got under on the Orioles. I don't know. Um, it's going to be about 64 and a half. Just to keep it even, I'll go under. I'll go under. Um, but again, I, I think it's going to be, I think 64 and a half is pretty accurate. So I think it's accurate as well. I'm going to go over maybe by a game or two. I think the question is... Um, if they trade Brian Reynolds, obviously their best player. I, I I can see them doing that, but also not. I don't know. But again, they're in a they're in a weaker division in the NL Central. So you can you can definitely get wins there. You know, you have Cubs, Reds, you have teams like that. You can kind of get wins off those teams. Um, so I'm gonna go over, but again, not by that much. Maybe a game or two. After that, the Diamondbacks is sixty six and a half. Yeah. I think I think this is probably an over. Um, again, is it by more than five games? Probably not, but I'll say over and I'll have them at like, I'll have them at 70 wins for the season. Yeah. I think I'm going to go under. I I don't really like anyone on the Diamondbacks. I like to tell Marte, but there's not a lot to love about the Diamondbacks. It's not like they have a crazy prospect. who's going to come up and like light things up or anything like that. So again, in the NL West, one of the tougher divisions, obviously Dodgers, the Giants will still be good again. Padres, you know, they'll still be pretty good. The Rockies, I think they'll actually be kind of decent, but um, it's it's just a tough division, I, and I just don't think they're that good. So I'm going to go under. Yeah, the Rockies are, are up next here at 69 and a half. Um, yeah, I think this is the one where I think there's probably a few people that are probably like, 
if I was to do a power rankings, listen, I, I do I think there's much difference between being, you know, 30th and like 23rd? Not too much of a difference. Like, I don't see any teams 32 through 23 making a legit playoff run, but we've seen crazier things in the MLB, I guess. So, but the Rockies, anyways, I'll, I'll go over. I think some people maybe even like I think you talked about some people maybe a little bit higher. I don't I didn't really love their offseason moves at all. Um, their offseasons the last you know I guess whether it's offseason or trade deadline trades to me haven't made much sense really at all ever. But really the last like five years, um, letting go of Story and then signing Brian and then also the Aaron Nato trade just didn't make much sense to me at all. As a team that like to me feels like they want to save money but also wants to be like just just competitive enough to like sell out the stadium every every game um and i think they went about it in a complete just wrong way with with chris bryant i i don't i mean i don't i don't hate chris bryant at all but the moves are just confusing um i'll go over 69 and a half but i again i don't i think there might be people that like this team more than i do so yeah, I I would totally agree with the confusing part of everything. You know, you, know, you trade Arenado for nothing just to sign Chris Bryant to basically a similar deal that was you know Arenado is getting. You let Story go when you easily could have traded him. I totally agree, but they still have somewhat of a, like they have they have pieces offensively. CJ Crone, Ryan McMahon, uh, Chris Bryant, Charlie Blackman still there. Like they have pieces offensively. You play there eighty one times a year at cores. Like you're gonna you're gonna win games um, even if the pitching still sucks. Uh, so. I'm going to go over. Uh, last year, they were actually pretty decent for how bad they were. So I, I think that's going to repeat itself this year. I think they'll go over 69 and a half. Up next, um, a team that's, you know, my, technically speak my favorite team, even though I'm not your from team. there. Huh? My team? I said your team. Yeah. yeah your the team. Washington, the Washington Nationals. Um, I'll let you go first. I guess I'll let you go first with this one. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, look, they have. Is this going to be an under or? I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning under. Um, again, tough division. Again, the, you know, we said the AL East is the hardest division. This is probably the second hardest division. Uh, well, maybe not second hardest, but it's one of the hardest ones. It's, for, it's a competitive um, division, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the top three teams are, you know, the top three teams. You know, so, you know, the Mets, the Braves, and the Phillies. Like, those are going to be really good teams this year, um, no doubt. So, it's going to be a tough division. They have, again, I love Juan Soto. Um, you know, it sucks that he's going to be on a team like this. That's probably going to win under 70 games, but you know, the pitching's not really there. Scherzer's gone. No Strasburg Corbin, you know, Patrick Corbin. What really is him? Bullpen's not really there other than Soto, you know, Josh Bell is there, you know, maybe a couple prospect guys can come up, but there's nothing really there. So yeah, I'm going to go under 70 and a half. I'm going to go over. Definitely not a bias pick at all. Listen, I think, I think, the, I don't think they're going to be good, but I think they're going to be a real, I think, you know, for a team that's only 70 wins, I think they're going to be kind of an exciting team to watch. I think Soto's going to make a legit push for NL MVP. Is he going to win it? Probably not. I think he'll probably have really, really good stats, but there's going to be a guy that has similar stats to him, but is on a team that is, you know, a 90 plus win team instead of being on a 70 ish t- uh, win team. And I think that probably pushes them, pushes them over the edge. Uh, adding Nelson Cruz. I does it really mean much for them long term or anything? No, but it's an ad, I guess. So I think that that that's cool. It, you know, it matters for the over under, I guess. Um, you know, if we can see production pickup for like Victor Robles as well, I'm not betting on it. But if that happens, I think I think this team can do well enough to get more than 70 wins. So I'll bet over. I think they get 75. Yeah. Um, next team, Athletics. So 70 half, same number. I'm. 
kind of surprised it's at 70 and a half. Obviously, full strip down, full sell mode for them this this offseason. You know, trading Olsen, trading Chapman. They traded Sean Mania. Like, you know, they've just gotten rid of everyone, basically. Surprised it's at 70 and a half. I'm going under. I mean, again, the I guess the part that would make you hesitate on that is that it's the A's, and they do seem to just, like, win games and stuff like that. But, I mean, you trade, you know, your two best players and – uh, and your best pitcher and you expect to still you know win games it's just tough to do that and again they're in a tough division as well al west like there's some good teams in the al west so um i i'd be very surprised if they got over 70 and a half wins so i'm going under yeah um i'm gonna go under as well uh i think yeah trading your two best players your best playing being ramon loriano who's i guess not gonna come back for is he gonna be there at the opening of the season i don't think so um so I don't, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. And I, I agree with you. Like the athletics are similar to like, they're almost like, I mean, they're kind of similar to the Rays in a way that they just find a way to get wins with it, with, you know, not yeah. as much talent, but this team has like really nothing. I, I could, I could honestly see this team being like the worst team in the MLB, except for, you know, maybe like the pirates and the Orioles. Like I could, I could legitimately see it. So. Yeah. It's like, they're on the level of pirates Orioles, but because they have like the kind of, they have like that feeling around them that they can kind of just garner wins just randomly. Like it's, you hesitate, but I mean, I would totally agree. The talent on the team would suggest that it's, you know, a bottom three team. They're um, like, but, I guess they're like the, o, they're like the OG analytics team and baseball. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, that's, that's somehow that's, that's kind of how they got a lot of wins, but never really got over the hump. So. Yeah, but next team, Rangers. Yeah, so the other team, the AOS, uh, 74 and a half, so a little bit, a little bit of a jump now, um, kind of getting closer to the 500 mark. Rangers, again, big signings in Seager and Semyon, uh, obviously. They made a couple other trades to get a couple pitchers, a couple other guys. I think they made improvements to their team. Um, 74 and a half is tough, though. I, I'd like to say over, but at the same time, I think I'm going to say under because I just don't know if the pitching is there. You know, again, they're in a hitter ballpark, which you know helps their offense. But again, when their pitching is not really like that, it, it's tough to overcome that if you're giving up, you know, six, seven runs a game. Uh, so I'm gonna go under, but I, I do like where they're going. I think if they get a pitcher or two in the next couple of years, now again, they drafted Jack Leiter, um, who went to New Jersey or was out of New Jersey. Um, he's gonna be coming up in the next couple of years. So I, I like where they're going in the future, but for this year, I'm gonna go under 74 and a half. I honestly think I'm like kind of the opposite. I I think in the short term I like this team more than I like them in the long term. Not that they're not going to get better in the long term, but to me their their like timelines a little confusing. You go out and sign Corey Seager, which I think is a good signing. Um, he just has to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's a yeah. guy that's going to get a couple MVP MVP votes every year. Is he going to win it any particular year? Maybe maybe not, but he'll get MVP votes. Um, but Simeon to me is a guy that's like, how many more years is Simeon going to be? You know, a great player. I don't know. I to me, it's just like your pitching is probably going to take two or three years to develop. By the time your pitching develops, Simeon is probably a guy that you may not even want on your team. Hopefully, Corey Seager is healthy. I mean, he has to be healthy for this team to do anything in the long term. To yeah. me, so I, I'm going to go over on the win total. I don't think it's by much, but I do. I think this team could be a 500 baseball team. Um, but long term, I have question marks about this team. Yeah, so, yeah, you're more concerned long-term. I'm more concerned short-term, I guess. But, um, 
We'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, again, the next two teams are actually the same win total. Uh, 74 and a half for the Cubs and Reds. We can kind of just do them together, at least in my mind. They're kind of similar teams, both in the NL Central, obviously. Cubs, obviously, you know, traded Baez last year, traded Bryant, traded Rizzo. Um, you know, just kind of got rid of everyone. Um, they actually have some decent pieces on that team. They signed Marcus Stroman, but besides Stroman, their starting pitching is not good. Uh, bullpen really don't have anyone. Offense, a couple pieces here and there, but nothing really. So, 74 and a half, I mean, I, I feel like I have to go under. I just don't see how this team get over. I don't see how this team gets 75 plus wins. I just don't think they're that good of a team. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have a couple more, you know, guys are trading away at the deadline. So I'm going to go under for the Cubs. Yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement here. Um, they essentially blew it up. And I think they're only going to continue to 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 really just kind of tear down at this team and, and get it down to, you know, they got their World Series in 2016. They realistically, when we look back at that team, which we can do now, we could also do it in a couple of years from now. I think you're, I think it's a little bit of an of a of a disappointment that they didn't get more, more than one World Series run out of this team. Um, I think there was a lot of potential in that 2016 team, and it was a team that you kind of looked at and you said, okay, this is a team that's going to compete and pretty much be in the NLCS every year for the next like five years. We ended up not yes. seeing that partly because, you know, the NL did have, does have the Dodgers. It has a couple other teams that have been really competitive as well, but this is a team to me that should have made more than just one run at a world series. And you're now you're tearing, you've, you've been tearing it down the past, you know, half a year or whatever. Um, I go under as well. I think they're a team that probably actually does. Again, I, I'm more disagreeing with you more, but does okay to start the season but clearly not a real contender and they kind of blow it up. Maybe they trade, I don't know. Maybe they trade Kyle Hendricks. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but yeah. But again, moving to the Reds, other team, the NL central again, similar situation. They kind of tore down a little bit, traded Suarez, traded Winker. Um, Votto's still there. They um, traded Sonny Gray. Um, you know, Luis Castillo will probably be traded at the deadline. So they have so many different uh, questions about that team. Um, Cassianos is obviously gone too. He's on the Phillies now. So, um, not much of an offense. You have Jonathan India who won rookie of the year last year, but, um, you know, not much of an offense pitching's not entirely, I guess it's not bad, but it's not entirely there. Um, I feel like I have to go under again. I just, I just don't love this team. And I think, again, I think they could still sell some pieces off of the deadline. So it's hard for me to go over on this team, especially again, if they start off really bad, there's just no way because they will for sure be selling at the deadline. So uh, I'm going to go under on the reds too. Yeah. I think this is, I think 74 and a half is pretty accurate for the reds. Um, I'll, I'll go under. Uh, I think this is a team that like a couple of off seasons ago really tried to make a few off season moves that to me, I didn't really love. And I think in hindsight, they haven't, they clearly haven't had a past few good off seasons and you know, they're going to feel the repercussions of that making a few moves that really don't push you over any sort of hump. And now you're kind of in that position where you've got to kind of tear stuff down and, and make some, you know, you know, trade a sunny gray, everything like that. Um, yeah, I, I do think that this is a team that probably finishes about 74 and a half. I'll go under, but I think it's, you know, I think that I could think I could see them at 74 for sure. So, yeah. Um, next team is Marlins at 75 and a half. I feel like I've been going under a lot. I'm going to go over on the Marlins. They actually made some decent moves in the offseason. Uh, signed, obviously, El Garcia, signed Jorge Soler, the World Series MVP uh, from last year. Um, extended some guys, made a, you know some small, some other small moves. 
Um, again, is this going to be an over where they're over 80 wins? No, I think they're probably, they're still in that 70, you know, pl- you know, 76 to 79 win range. Um, but I, they, they tend to play those, the top three teams, in the NL East, like tough. Like, I feel like they always play the Mets good. They play the Braves good. They play the Phillies good. Like, I feel like they can get some wins off those teams, obviously with the Nationals who are worse than the Marlins. Like they can for sure win off them. So I, I have them going over, but, uh, not by that much. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Um, I do agree that I think they 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 play the teams in their division pretty well, considering the past five plus years it's been a really competitive division. Yeah, but I still just don't love this team. Um, obviously, you know, no Jeter, which doesn't really matter on the field. But I think, I think you know, if you're gonna, if the main reason Jeter left is because this, this franchise is, has a lack to commitment to actually make a legitimate team that could make a world series push. I'm not saying you would buy on this team or whatever, but like ownership clearly to me, there's a sign that they're, they're cheap. They could offload a couple pieces. Uh, this is, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I go under, um, I think 75 and a half pretty accurate to me, but I, I go under. Um, all right, so you're going to go under. I went over next team, um, also 75 and a half wins, the Royals. Um, again, we can kind of do the next two teams. It's Royals, Guardians, both at 75 and a half. Again, another weird name to get used to, the Guardians. Um, it's tough. I don't really like the name, but um, Royals are 75 and a half. I think it's exciting because they have Bobby Witt, who made the open day roster. He's going to start from day one. Um, again, one of the top prospects in baseball. Um it's exciting. Uh, they have a decent team. Like, you know, they have a couple pieces offensively. Starting pitching is obviously their biggest question. They're, they signed Zach Granke this offseason, which was kind of like their big starting pitching addition, which is a problem considering he's, you know, 38, 39, and that's your big addition. Um, but I think their offense can, in a weaker division, I think their offense can give them something. Bobby Witt really, like, has an insane year for a rookie, and he, you know, is up there for rookie of the year, even wins it. Like, they're going to win some games. Um, they have a couple of the pieces, like I said. So I'm I'm gonna go over on them, seventy five and a half. I'm gonna go under. Um, I I pretty much agree with everything you said. Um, the problem is is when you're off when your off season addition is thirty nine year old Zach Granke, whose fastball is like, you know, it's not Jared yeah. Weaver at thirty whatever level, but it's like, how consistent is this team's pitching gonna be? I think you know Perez is a stud. I think, like you said, Witt has a potential to. Win rookie, uh, AL rookie of the year, but I, I I'm gonna say under. Um, I think this team will be. I, I mean, I think 75 and a half is pretty accurate, but I, I'll go under. Yeah, and switching to Cleveland again, 75 and a half as well. They just recent or they just extended um, Jose Ramirez. It seemed like he was maybe even getting get traded to like the Padres or someone, um, but. You know, I mean, other than Jose Ramirez, it's not a lot that's in Cleveland right now. Now, the pitching is still there. They still have pieces pitching-wise, which I think helps, uh, but it's the offense. It's just, like, how many runs are they going to score? They struggled last year, and they didn't improve, like, at all this year. And um, so I think there's a lot of questions how they're going to score runs, but their their pitching can for sure keep them in games, which I think helps. Um, going over or under on them. I'd like to say over, but um, I also just wouldn't be surprised if maybe they they sold some pieces, whatever they had at the deadline. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go under. I think I'll go under, even though I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think seventy five and a half is again. I think it's a pretty accurate number. Um, I think they'll be around that. I'm gonna go over. Uh, I think this team 
overachieved last year probably um i i, I think they'll probably see a little bit uh, you know a little bit of maybe a, a drop in production but if shane bieber stays healthy and um tristan mckenzie pitches like he did probably in like the second half of last year if you can get you know if you get, that's a solid one and two and then you know if jose ramirez can be you know a good player then i think this team can can pull off some wins and i think they can find themselves where they have a legitimate option to like maybe even buy at the trade deadline not that they would because this team is i, I think this team's probably known to be just a little cheap right uh but i think this sure. team, i think this team could could be in a situation where they say, okay, we could actually buy here like at, at the trade deadline. I'm not saying they will, but I think they, they could be that good that they have a, a possibility to do that. So, Yeah, and another team, AO Central, the Tigers, 78.5 wins. Now, I've seen a lot of things on the Tigers. A lot of people are high on them. I don't know if I'm one of those people. I, I'm just going to say I'm under for 78.5. Look, they made some additions. They got Javi Baez. They, you, know, you call up Spencer Torkelson. You know, you're you know, the number one overall draft pick in 2020 to be your first baseman of the future. Um, Casey Mize, another year in the MLB being you know, your number one guy. I, I like the pieces that they have for sure. And again, Riley Green, another top prospect. He broke his foot, but he's going to be playing this year. Like, I like their pieces, but I just don't know if your best player is Javi Baez, if you're going to be like, how many wins are you getting? So, and again, besides Mize, like, it's not like they have great pitching. It's not like they have other great pieces offensively. So, I am a little surprised it's over 78 and a half. And, I, 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 again, I kind of understand it because there's there's some hype around them. But I just don't – I don't know about the tr- like the overall talent on the team to get them over 78 and a half wins and basically be a 500 team. I think they're in the 70s for sure, probably around 75, I would like to say. I think there are a couple wins below 78 and a half. Maybe maybe I'm a fool for this. I could easily see you being right about this. I'm gonna go over. Um, listen, do I love Javi Baez? Not really. Um, but you know, can't underestimate you know the addition of Erod. Uh, I honestly yeah. do think it changes scenery. Uh, I think I think I think Erod is can be good. Um, I think AJ Hinch is a top. I don't know. See, a top. He might be a top five manager in the league. Um, I like him. I like. I do like him as a manager, but. especially when they're cheating. You know, he's for sure a top manager. Now, right. I don't think he's gonna cheat with this team, but who knows? I don't know. I, I like this team. Uh-huh. Um, again, now, are they, are they gonna be a legit contender? No, I don't think so. Uh, the, the the top end talent just isn't there, like you talked about. But yeah, if Erod and Mize can can do well, which I think is a possibility, am I gonna bet on it? I mean, I guess I am. So I'll go over. But again, is it gonna be? More than eighty-one wins, probably not. But I could see them at I could see them at a five hundred team. So, yeah. Um, but I think the most interesting team in this division is the next team. That's the Twins at eighty and a half. Again, interesting, confusing team that they are. I, I'm going to go over for them, um, and I'm saying interesting, confusing because you know it seemed like they were kind of ready to sell off you know they had a couple of good seasons the last couple of years but it seemed like they were kind of getting rid of pieces um not really you know trying to save money trying to wait for the future a little bit but then they signed Carlos Correa obviously you know the biggest freeze in signing um just in terms of the player obviously you know the contract money it's a one year deal basically but um you get him you get a fully healthy Byron Buxton he's been great in spring training so far again if he stayed healthy all of last year, like he's, he may be the MVP. I mean, he had 19 homers in 60 games. So um, you get those two guys like here and back, like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that's huge for your offense. Now, pitching is the question. 
they got Sonny Gray, but other than that, they really don't have anyone. Their bullpen's okay. It's not bad, but I, I just don't know where the pitching will come from. But um, offensively, no question about it. They're going to be good offensively. So um, I'm going over 80 and a half. I, I go, I'll go the same. Am I as high on them as you are? Maybe not. But I think there are a lot of people that are re- really high on this team. I've heard people be pretty high on this team. 80 and a half seems a little low for me. Um, like, if you're telling me the Tigers are going to be better than the Twins, I probably wouldn't agree with you. So I'll go over as well. I think this is like an 85-win team. Um, I think there are plenty of years where, you know, in the MLB where Carlos Correa picks up like a humongous contract, like a ridiculously big contract. Um, so I, I like the, I like the Carlos Correa ad. I think he, you know, for sure. I agree on the on the Buxton thing. So yeah, I'll go over. I think this is like I think this could be. I don't know. This team could easily make the playoffs. So yeah, and again, it's an easier division, um, like we kind of talked about. But uh, next team again, jumping up a couple more wins. Eighty four and a half. The Mariners. <clears throat> again, another really interesting prospect that was called up, Julio Rodriguez. I love Julio Rodriguez. Um, again, the AL Rookie of the Year race could be one of the best of all time. You li- you have three top prospects who all got called up, who are all starting day one. So it could be an amazing race at the end of the season. Um, but 84 and a half, they won, I think it was 90. I think they won 90 games last year, 90, 91. Um, m- barely missed the playoffs, some of the Blue Jays. You know, probably would have made the playoffs any other year, but um, – I like them going over. I mean, they signed Robbie Ray, the Cy Young winner from last year. Now, do I think Robbie Ray's a you know a Cy Young Award winner type pitcher? Not really. I think he had a really good year last year, but I think he's still a solid pitcher. I think he's still you know a pretty good pitcher um, who can be your number one, uh, even if he's not tr- like a true number one. But you know they have a couple other guys um, on their team. The other rookie of the year, Kyle Lewis, who was basically injured for a lot of last year, he'll be back this year. So they have pieces. Uh, they signed Adam Frazier, who you know was an all-star last year with the Pirates. Um, so I like where they're going with their team. And I think 84 and a half, I, I think they can easily go over that. I'm gonna go under. I think it's I think again again, I think 84 and a half is pretty accurate. I guess I I, I I'm I don't disagree with anything you said. I would say Robbie Ray is a guy that listen, I, I would agree. I think he had a really good year. He was a guy that like almost almost like nobody really wanted until he had a really good week at the Blue Jays. And there's a reason that he didn't go sign some ridiculous contract, which for the most part, a lot of Cy Young winners do. Obviously he didn't. Um, and I'm not sure this team has, has the top end talent. I, listen, I don't think you need top end talent to, to make the playoffs, but I think the AL is, is pretty competitive. And I think this division, honestly, I mean, there's a team that we're going to talk about in a second that I am going to go over on and I'm going to go under on this team. So yeah, well, the team you're talking about <clears throat> is the Angels, the 84 and a half. You said you're going over. I'm going over. It's just – it's time. It's time for them to make the playoffs. It's time for them to actually do something positively for this team. Um, Trout, Otani, you really can't ask for a better one, too. I mean, you can't ask for a better one, too, in baseball than Trout and Otani. Uh, again, the pitching is still going to be a question. Otani, yeah, he's your number one, but he's not going to give you 30 starts. Um, so you're relying on Noah Syndergaard, who – you know, has the potential to be good, but can he stay healthy? Can he actually be good um, when he's, you know, actually pitching? I don't know. Uh, but offensively, if Anthony Rendon stays healthy, like that's 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 a that's an all-star type player at third base. Like again, Trout, um, Otani, Jared Walsh, our first baseman, was really productive last year. Like this team should win over 85 games. Joe Madden as your manager, like I don't love him as a manager, but he always wins. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I if this team doesn't go over, then I I really don't know what else to say to be honest. Listen, I think this franchise from the start is just not a great franchise. Listen, when you're when you're when you're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or whatever. Listen, I think that's just a bad look. I think it's a bad start. I don't think it makes much sense because you're clearly trying to be something you're not. Um, but anyways, to get to the actual on the field stuff, I agree. I mean, Otani and Trout, that's you're not doing better than that. Um, I agree. Otani's not going to be able to give you 30 starts. Cindergard, I think, is a, is a clear question mark, but I'm going to bet on him to work out. I mean, there was a time and period where, when, when he was healthy and looking like a promising pitcher for the next 10 years where you were like, okay, who, who's the number one, DeGrom or Cindergard? There was a legit period when that was a thing. Obviously, that hasn't been for a long while now but because DeGrom's only gotten better and Cindergard's been hurt. And even when he is like somewhat healthy, he hasn't looked very impressive. But I think Cindergard can hopefully look all right. If you just get some stability and consistency pitching-wise – there's no way this team is under 84 wins to me. So that's, that's to me, that's like the clear question mark is, can you get some consistent pitching throughout the whole year? I think that's been the question mark for the Angels for the past, like, I don't know, however many years. But I think this is the year where it looks like it could actually happen. So I'll bet the over. Yeah. Am I going to bet the over by a lot? I don't know. Um, but I think this team could make a for real playoff push. So. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think like we said, like it seems like they have to go over this year. Because if they don't, like if they don't make the playoffs, it's just I just don't know what you do with that team. Um, I don't. Yeah, like how do you even how do you assess Mike Trout's career if if like he never makes the playoffs? Honestly. Well, I mean, he has made it one time, but um, uh, okay, I mean, it sorry. was it was a wild card. I mean, yeah, like but. how do you assess Trout's career if he's never on like a legit legit team? I don't know. Yeah. It's again, it's baseball, so it's not entirely on one player. But yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, you would assume that an all-time great player would make the playoffs, make runs, get to a World Series, win a World Series. Yeah, uh, I, I think that if he never were to actually have a real shot at the World Series, like, I think people, I think they would look down on him. But at the same time, it's like. What did that team ever do to actually create a winning team? Now, look, they've tried to spend the money and they tried to do stuff, but they've always ignored pitching. They've never drafted well, besides Trout. Um, and they just seem to spend money in the wrong places. Like, that's just, you know, like, what can he do about that? It's tough. But I, I would agree. It's going to be something to look down upon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rendon's a guy we didn't talk about. Rendon, I think he needs to play well. He's a guy that when we talk about spending money in maybe questionable places, it's like – could that money have been spent better elsewhere? I think in hindsight right now looks like potentially, yeah. Um, ideally, he has a great year, though, and looks like a guy that's in contention for, you know, instead of us talking about the best one-two punch, we talk about the best one-two-three punch in the league. Um, but, yeah. I, yeah. Out of curiosity, yeah. this is kind of going off the path, but just quickly, who would you, would you rank uh, Jeter or A-Rod as, you know, a better all-time player? I mean, a I think a is a better all-time player. Okay. Do you think it's close, uh, or? Like, we're just talking about, like, talent? Like, just... I mean, just, like, if you're, again, like, if, if I'm saying give me your 50 best players of all time, uh, just, like, who do you have higher on that list? I mean, personally, I'd put a I think a I think a is, like, one of the most talented players to ever play baseball, so... I agree. I think the only reason it's close is, again, the thing we talked about with, with the postseason runs, and... A-Rod was just consistently worse in the playoffs almost every single year. 
and Jeter was consistently better. Um, yeah. With and, and I'm not saying Trout's like A-Rod at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if we don't get the potential to see Trout go on a run, like have a real chance to actually go on one of those types of runs, it's not like I'm going to slam Trout for it because, again, it's, it's, it's not basketball. It's not football. You just can't carry your team to the playoffs. But to not have that opportunity – it essentially hurts his legacy because he just never had the opportunity. So I think a good comparison and we're not going to like spend a lot of time on it, but Rogers Brady to the point that people would say Rogers is more talented than Brady. But when it comes to postseason, you know, Brady's got seven rings. Rogers has one. A-Rod has one ring. Jeter has five. It's just like when it came to postseason and winning time, one guy, you know, just was better than the other guy, even if the other guy was more talented. And it's not by that much. Like, obviously, Jeter's immensely talented. Brady's immensely talented. But, you know, just based on pure talent and skill, like, you would pick Rodgers and A-Rod over Jeter and Brady. I think most people would. Um, just people based would. off, yeah. yeah, just based off, like, straight just talent and being on the field, just what you do on the field. But, yeah, when it came to postseason, winning championships, it's obviously the other guy. Um, but... The next team, that was the um, Angels. Uh, we're going to move to the Cardinals, 85 and a half. I, this is, again, a tricky one. I'm going to go under. Jack Flaherty, their best pitcher, is already injured. He's been injured. He's already out um, you know, for at least a month or two. And, it's again, it's an injury where it's like you have to ramp him back up. It's probably you know, a decent chance he gets re-injured it again. It's a shoulder thing. So it's just this whole thing with his arm. That's not a good sign at all. Um, offensively, yeah, they have pieces. I like Tyler O'Neill. I like I like Arenado, Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmond. I, lo- I love their pieces offensively, and they're a great defense. But I don't know where that pitching is going to come from if Flaherty is not there. So um, I think yeah, I think that's the question. Um, I could for sure see them going over eighty-five and a half, but I have them going under. I'm in agreement here. I, I would agree with you pretty much across the board. Um, your ad, your I mean, your your significant ad this season, this offseason is like Stephen Matz. I just yeah, I think this is I think this is the Brewers division uh, this year, and I, I, I you know, I'll, we'll talk about the Brewers, but I'm gonna go over on the Brewers. I think this is the division for the Brewers. I don't think this division is gonna be particularly strong, so I think the Brewers should be able to get more than their win total. So we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, um, but next team again, 85 and a half wins as well. I really like this team, the Phillies. You get Kyle Schwarber, you get uh, Nick Castellanos, you have Bryce Harper who won MVP last year, and You've seen him in spring training. He's been amazing. He hit two more homers today as we're recording. Um, he's been incredible. Uh, again, I like their pieces. Um, Pitching-wise, you have Zach Wheeler. You have um, Aaron Nola. That's a, pre- that's a pretty decent one, too. Um, as long as they can stay healthy, you know, Wheeler in particular. Like, like he finished third in Cy Young last year. Like, like, that's – or second or third, whatever it was. But that's a really good one, too. The bullpen's obviously going to be the question. It always is with the Phillies. But – they can just fill that bullpen again. They'll make moves at the deadline for sure. Um, but they're going to score runs. They're going to hit homers, and they're pitching. You when you have that one-two, it's going to be pretty good. And I I really do like this team. So for sure, I'm hammering the over um, eighty-five and a half. Yeah, um, I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. As there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. Um, <laughs> It's a, it's a good meme. Anyways, I figured I should say that. I didn't remember the quote exactly, so I had to, just to make sure I got it right, I had to look it up. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you on this team. Listen, it's probably a little bit of a biased pick because historically Harper was my favorite player until he got to the Phillies. I guess he still is my favorite player. Like, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. I'm not really like. I don't really have like favorite players necessarily. Maybe I I, may, I used to more than I do now at least. Um, but I like this team. Um, I, I pretty much agree with you with everything with you. I think Castellanos ad is a good ad. I think they've got good talent across the board, and I think if this team's consistent, I think this team should honestly make a push for, to winning this division. Oh yeah, for sure. I think they, I think that I think that's the goal is to win this division. I mean, it has to be because a wild card. There's so many teams in the NL. It's tough, but yeah, they're looking to win this division for sure. Um, but going kind of to a similar team, I guess, just you know, in terms of just like position in the division and kind of talent, the Red Sox, eighty-five and a half. Now, big ad, you know, this off season was Trevor Story. Obviously, I was right. You know, the last only the last couple of weeks, um, but Chris Sale's already out. He's already injured. Um, he's on the 60-day right now. So your top pitcher, again, you lost Erod. Um, so your top pitcher. Now, you still have Evaldi, you know, but um, Sale's not going to be there. Now, offensively, it's great. You have Devers, Bogart, Story. Like, you know, you really can't ask for much more than that. It's still Verdugo, obviously. So their offense, I think, will be fine. But pitching is for sure the question for them. Um, and last year, they got it done, you know, without really a lot of guys. But – I feel like this year it's going to be tougher. Now the Blue like again, the Blue Jays will be better this year. The Yankees will, you know, be the same. The Rays will be the same, which is obviously very good. So I think it's tough. I, I don't want to go under, but I think I, I think I have to. I think again, I think it'll be by like a game or two. Maybe it might even be eighty-five wins, but I, I do see them going under, to be honest. Yeah, this isn't my favorite team. Um, like maybe it should theoretically be, because I'm from Massachusetts, but this is a team I probably just follow the most just because I, I'm from there and that's the team you hear about the most. When you listen to something local, that's what you're going to hear. Um, I'm going to go over. Listen, I, I like the story ad. Um, I think it's a pretty solid contract and I think he's a pretty good player. I think there's a there's a couple question marks. Is I don't want him to hit 240. Um, there's always the course field factor when a guy comes from, uh, color, uh, from Colorado. So that's a little bit of a question mark, but honestly, I think he's going to hit. I think he's going to be good. Long term, I have a couple question marks about this team. Like, what, what's the situation with with Story, Bogarts, and Devers? Like, Bogart says he doesn't want to move offshore. Is, is Story is going to be your permanent second baseman, like for the duration of his contract? I have a tough time thinking that's going to be the case. Maybe it is. I don't know. Do you move again? You, you know, maybe you move Devers off a third, and you move Bogarts to third, and and Devers and Story to short. But if Bogarts doesn't want to play third, he doesn't want to play third. Brings me to the point where I'm like. Are they planning to get rid of Bogarts? Maybe not this season or anything, but like, do they not plan to have him as like a career Red Sox? Like, I, maybe maybe not. I don't know. But I'm gonna go over with this team offensively. I think they've got everything. Um, I think this is a pretty stacked lineup, except for like Jackie Bradley Jr., who's like the worst player ever. I can't. I don't. I can't even believe he's on the Red Sox again. But um, pitching is is for sure a question mark. Uh, I I've never expected anything out of Sale ever since they signed him to that extension a few years back. Um, so I think he's a lottery ticket at this point. Relying on Eovaldi is always a question mark too. So it's a question mark, but offensively, this team is just too good. Um, I'm going to go over. As long as the pitching's like not a total disaster, they'll be fine. All right, so you're going over. I'm going under. Um, another team, 85 and a half, the last team, the Giants. Now... They, I mean, I guess the a couple moves they made. They signed Carlos Rodon, who um, was pretty good last year for the White Sox. They lose Kevin Gosman though. Um, they're you know Cy Young type pitcher uh, from last year. 
Um, Buster Posey retires. Uh, so, you know, a couple of losses, a couple of gains, I guess. But I'm going to go over. I still do like this team. Um, you know, will they win 107 games again? I don't know about that. But I think they can for sure get over 85 and a half. Um, the, the next team is another team in their division. I, I don't really understand them at 88 and a half, but we'll get to them next. Uh, but I do like the Giants over 85 and a half. Uh, I mean, they were at 107 last year, right? So how can they fall off? Essentially, if you were to bet the under on this, right, you're betting that they are under 20, they're 20 over, you know, more than 20 losses worse than last year. I am going to bet the under though. Um, I think last year was a little bit of a lightning in a bottle type of year for the Giants. I, I think that's kind of obvious. You'd expect them to, you know, be kind of similar to what they were last year. But, I mean, let's face it, this division to me is still really good. It's a really good division. Any division the Dodgers are, are in is pretty much going to be a good division. You're going to have to play the Dodgers. You know, you're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about um, Padres. Um, I just I don't see it. I think losing Chris Bryant, I don't think it's a huge, 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 huge loss. Like you're for sure gonna just not be good. But I mean, the best player on this team is Brandon Crawford. Um, it's not a bad player, right? But I, I don't I don't see this team, you know, repeating what they did last season. So yeah. Um, and like I was saying, the next team is the other team in the NL West, um, the Padres. They're eighty eight and a half. I look, they made moves. Um, you know, they got Sean Manaya, they got, you know, they traded for Luke Voigt. Like, they've made a couple other moves as well. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know how, like, for some reason, I just don't love this team for some reason. Again, Tatis is already injured, which I love Tatis, but, um, like, if I, I don't, I like you're saying, like, I don't really have a favorite player in the league, but he's obviously up there as one of them. Um, but, he is considering the fact he's already injured and he's going to miss at least a month or two. And then who knows? He always gets injured during a season two. Like, I, you know, you need Machado to be like, you know, MVP, like he was in the shortened 2020 season. Like you need a lot of things to go right. In my opinion, um, you need your pitching to be really well. Like they have a lot of pitchers, but some of them have been injured. Some of them have been a little inconsistent. Some of them are younger. Like you need them to all be on the same page and they struggle with pitching for some reason. They just never have good pitching coaches. Um, they have Bob Melvin as their new manager now. They have a good bullpen, but I, for some reason, I just don't like this team. I don't know why. Um, so I'm going to go under. I, I think the Giants will finish higher than the Padres will. Yeah, I mean, I can see that take. I'm going to go over on the Padres. I mean, I'm going under on the Giants. You almost got to go over on the Padres to a certain extent. Um, I like this team. I mean, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I guess I'm just a little bit higher on this team than you are. Um, I think Voight... Can if this team's going to work out, if they're going to go over, I think Voight has to be a good addition in hindsight. I think it, I think it will be a good addition. Um, is he going to repeat some of the best years he's ever had? Probably not. But if he can be good and he can you know he can offer something at first base and DH, I think I think this team can make a legit wild card run. So yeah, um, I guess we'll see. We'll see. We're a little bit different on that. But the next team, last team, the NL Central, I think we're for sure on the same page about this one. The Brewers, 89 and a half. Yeah, I'm going over. I really like this team. Um, I'm, expe I'm expecting Yelich to have like a pretty good bounce back year. Maybe not MVP Yelich, but, you know, a pretty good bounce back year. Um, you know, they, they, this division's theirs, and, you know, the pitching's going to drive them for sure, and the offense will be there as well. So I'm going over. I'm going over as well. I think the division, I think, I think it's a, you know, good for the Brewers. I, I think they're in a good division for them personally. Um, they have Patrick Corbin's uh, brother, uh, Corbin Burns, who is obviously a really good player. Um, I think the Hunter Renfro ad is 
I, I, I don't see how that can't be a good ad for them. So, so yeah, yeah. I think, I think they're over. Yep. Um, same page there. Like I thought, um, next team again, 89 and a half the race. I think this is where it gets more interesting with the remaining teams, probably besides one. Um, but the Rays 89 and a half, again, they're the Rays. It's just like, it's hard to knock them off. Again, they didn't really make any huge changes. They did just trade Austin Meadows, but that kind of seemed like that was a possibility. You know, just, it seemed like he was kind of just out of time there. Um, but it's just hard to bet against them. I mean, a full season of Wander Franco also, like that's huge. Like he's going to be insane this year. So, um, I, I'm going over, um, and, you know, as a Yankee fan, I wish it was under, but it's hard to see this team not going over. It's just so much talent, the front office, the coaching, just everything. It's just hard for this team not to win 90 plus games. We're going to talk about the AL East. Obviously we, we just talked about the Red Sox and now the other three teams. This is one of them. I'm going over, um, I'm not going to spoil my other picks, but I am going over on this. I think it's over barely. Like my prediction, if I'm giving them a certain amount of wins is 90. So I'm going over. I think 90 is my number for them. Um, and I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think Franco is going to be, yeah, he may, he, I'm not saying I, he's going to win a LMVP, but I wouldn't be shocked. Right. I mean, if, if they're going to have a legit season to win the division in the AL East, who's going to be their MVP. It, it might be him. So it probably would be him. Yeah, it probably would be him. Um, but next team, the Mets, again, another interesting team. 90 and a half wins. Again, tough. I mean, DeGrom's already injured. Again, they, okay, so they signed Scherzer, so you have DeGrom Scherzer. So obviously, you know, the best one two you could ever ask for starting pitching-wise. Um, but DeGrom's already injured. Who knows what's going to happen if he stays healthy, what, you know, what goes on with him. Um, that's a huge question mark. But offensively, you know, you're expecting Lindor to bounce back. You get Mark Canna. You get Eduardo Escobar. You get Starling Marte. Um you know, you still have, they still kept Dom Smith, even despite all those rumors about him getting traded. So, and you have the DH and the NL. So, him and Pete Alonso now, like so many different things. Robinson Cano comes back. Like that's another you know piece to this equation. Like, it, uh, I I'm I'm gonna go over because I think their offense can actually carry them. It seems like in the past it was always the pitching. I think I still think the pitching will be good, but I think they actually have a good like a legit offense to actually score runs and bail out their pitching if the pitching is not there. So I'm going to go over 90 and a half. Yeah, this is like such a tough one for me too. I like I really want to go under on this team because I do think they're going to be disappointing. But to me, 90 and a half is pretty low, even with the Grom's injury. They've made too many moves this offseason. Even if all of them aren't home run moves, they just have to be not disasters. And this team should still get over 90 and a half wins to me. I see them yeah. in the low 90s. Um, I, I'd agree, you know, Scherzer, um, DeGrom, when DeGrom is healthy, which he should be at some point, I don't know, I don't know how much time he's going to miss, but as long as he's back for the playoffs and this team's in the playoffs, then that's, that's just going to be, that's, that's really good. So I, I, I don't love Showalter either. I, I don't know, you know, how great of a manager he's going to be. I, I, maybe other people like him more than I, than I have historically. Um, I'll go over though. Like I just, to me, it, to me, this this number just feels a little low. If this was at like 90, 93, I may go under. 90, though, like 90 and a half, I feel like I have to go over even if I'm not in love with this team right now. Yeah. Um, I actually do like Joe Walter, but um, next team, again, their rival in the NL East, the Braves, 90 and a half wins as well. 
again, just transactions, I guess, from them. They lose Freddie Freeman, but you gain Matt Olson. So, again, I, Matt Olson isn't as good as Freddie Freeman, but, you know, in terms of your future or whatever, it's, you know, it's the right move, I would say. Um, but, again, he's still a really solid player. Matt Olson's a really good player. Um, you, again, Acuna is going to come back at some point. Uh, so you have that. You still have Ozzy. You still have Dansby. You still have Austin Riley, who had a really good year last year. You'd expect him to have another really good year this year. Pitching-wise, you're going to get pitchers back for them. Um, they signed Kenley Jansen in the back of their bullpen. No matter what you think of him, he's still you know a pretty good closer, um, even if he does blow games or whatever. So I, I like this team. I'm gonna go over on them as well. Um, I you know it's it'd be hard not to see this team going over 90 and a half wins. I think the only reason would be their pitching just isn't quite there. Their starting pitching just isn't quite there. But I I think it will be. And again, this offense is good enough even without Acuna for the first couple months. It's still good enough to score runs and you know be a you know pretty potent offense, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you essentially, essentially, instead of only having Acuna for the first half of the season, you trade the slight loss from Freddie Freeman to Matt Olson for in exchange for getting Acuna for probably the second half of the season instead of the first half, which is obviously the more important half if you're going to pick. You know, having one, that player in one or the other. Uh, I like this team. I think it's the team I'm picking to, to win the NL East, even though I think the Mets are competitive. We talked about the Phillies. To me, the Braves have been really consistent. And honestly, I mean, I, I think it's hard to really underestimate how insane the Acuna and Albies contracts were for a, for a small market team like this. Because yeah. you're honestly, if you had to sign those guys to contracts that they would actually get on the open market, you're probably losing Freeman and you're not getting anything. Like you're not adding Olsen. Um, but to be able to have Olsen on this team pushes them from like to me which if they didn't have Olsen I'd probably predict them to not win the division but because of you know to, to have Olsen and then also that kind of that helps to you know you don't have to have Acuna for the first half of the season I think I, I think this team's gonna be really good so yeah same um now this is probably the most boring team out of the last like eight to ten teams uh left it's the White Sox just because they're in an easy division they'll probably win it you know pretty easily to be honest they're at 91 and a half um again it made some additions some subtractions but um I, I i mean i guess i'll pick them over just because it's an easy division like i said um but it's not really much to say about this team they're, they're just going to win their division yeah 91 and a half just feels low to me it just feels pretty low like i i don't want to bit over on this team I think it is a boring team, um, but I think I think they've been pretty consistent the past year or two. Um, they've made a, a few good trades in the past that I think have helped push them in this relatively weak division. So I'll go over. I think, but I think they're like a low nineties team, a low low nineties. But you know, if I'm betting low nineties, the only way they, that I lose this if I'm betting the the, uh, the over is if it's ninety one or ninety. So I'm gonna go over, but I, I don't think it's by much, and I, I do have the winning division. So. Yeah, now the next three teams are for sure the most interesting. Um, well, I mean, at least just for, um, I guess, the fan, top yeah, the part. The are probably pretty interesting, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, there's there's, there's one team that is surprising. Uh, but I'm just going to say all three. All, all three teams at 92.5 wins is the Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays. Now, I guess we'll let's first start with the Astros just because they're not, obviously, the Yankees and Blue Jays are in the same division. But Astros, um, yeah, they lose Correa. That obviously hurts. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's still a 92 and a half, to be honest. Like, I thought it would be a little bit lower. Now, maybe division plays a little bit of a factor into that. But, um, you know, the Angels are better. The Mariners are better. Like, I, I'm still surprised it's at 92 and a half. I'm, 
I'm honestly going to go under on them. Um, I still think they'll win the division. I think the Mariners could make it close, or the Angels, I guess. But um, I'm going to go under on 92 and a half. Uh, I just think that, you know, unless Bregman goes back to 2019 when he was, you know, a top three MVP candidate and Altuve can, you know, again, put it together a really good year. Jordan stays healthy. Like, that's a lot of questions there offensively, and that's their strongest part of their team. Starting pitching-wise, um, you know, Justin Verlander is coming off Tommy John. Like, how much can you really expect from him? Um, you have a couple young guys, too. So I'm surprised it's as high as it was. But like I said, I'm going under on the Astros. Yeah, um, I'm going to go over on the Astros. I think the division is for sure, uh, plays a little bit of a factor. Uh, the, the Athletics blowing it up, I think, should give them a few more wins than maybe you'd expect. Um, I'm going to go over. I, I like this team a lot. I, I, I'm not going to say Bregman's going to be 2019 Bregman, but Kyle Tucker, Alvarez, Altuve, Bregman, that's like this lineup should still be ridiculous, even without Correa. Um, I'm not going to say I expect a lot out of Verlander, but I don't view Tommy John. Maybe I'm underestimating how difficult Tommy John is to recover from once you're actually back and healthy, um, which he theoretically should be. Um, I'm not sure exactly where McCullers is with, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I don't know if he's, when he's coming back or if he is back. Um, I think that's a relatively important part, but honestly, I could see this team having like 98, 99 wins. Um, so I'm gonna go over. I, I really, I've, I've always been an Astros person. And obviously, they're, they're, you know, if they can cheat, that would help me out too. I'm not saying they should or I want them to, but if they do want to do that, that would technically help my prediction out. So, yeah. Um, but now, like I said, the two more interesting teams: the Yankees, Blue Jays. Um, sorry, Yankees. So obviously, um, you know, off season they didn't make any splash signings or anything like that. You know, people were thinking maybe a Correa or a Story or you know whoever. Uh, that, I didn't think any of that was honestly a real possibility, um, unless it was like a one year contract, which I guess you could have done for Correa. But at that time, it was kind of already passed. Um, pitching wise, you know, you're banking on some guys coming back. Um, you know, Severino in particular, um, who's already kind of had his a little bit of setback already. Um, and again, you're expecting Cole to be the number one guy, which he's been, I mean, from two, for two years, he's been a top three star young guy. You really can't complain about that. Um, but yeah, if judge stays healthy, if Stan stays healthy, if Torres can return somewhat, you know, take away, wash away these last two years, return to what he was 2018, 2019. Yeah. This team's going to, I mean, obviously they're going to be a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. Um, well, I shouldn't say that in guarantee, but you know, and theoretically they should make the playoffs, even if it's a wild card. Um, but 92 and a half. I'm going to go over because, I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, but I, I mean, I do think this team is good enough to win over 92, you know, to win 93 games. Uh, they should be. Again, when Judge is healthy, he's a top five player in the MLB, and it's really not a discussion, to be honest. Just look at his stats from last year. So um, I do like this team. They'll, they'll make moves at the deadline for sure. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go over 92 and a half for the Yankees. Yeah, I, I like this team. I do. I'm going to go under. The four ALEs teams we've talked about, I'm a little bit of a spoiler. I'm going over on three, technically. Um, this is the one I'm going under on. I, I'm not going completely, you know, over, over on the Rays, but, you know, I did go over on them. So, um, yeah, my, my, my big concern here is just injuries and consistency. I mean, I like this team a lot, and if they are healthy, they're over 92 wins for me, for sure. Um, yeah. But – 
I mean, out of out of their whole lineup, how many of these players can I actually say like I trust to play? You know, 150 games, honestly, at at like an actual yeah. healthy level. Judge, obviously not. Donaldson's getting old. He he was out of all like the off season additions, like not that he's like a splash of an off season addition, but out of all like the notable off season moves, to me this was one of the weaker ones. Um, not saying they should have go got like a you know a story or like a um a career or whatever. I just, to me for the money you got to pay him for the age you're getting and the production that you're getting and for the risk reward, it just doesn't feel as ideal of an addition compared to some other teams and what they were able to pick, pick up. Um, Stan can't stay healthy. Rizzo, LeMahieu, like what, what can I expect from them? I, I, I don't know. I, to me, this seems a lot of question marks that I, I think they have a high ceiling. Like I could see them at a hundred, three hundred, four wins. I could also see them at like, 85 because this division is just so competitive if you only get 120 games out of out of judge and like 90 out of stanton like i it's over like i don't i don't i don't think you're you're going over if you can't get a healthy season out of your best players and i think that's a tough bet so yeah um but the other team in the al east last team blue jays 92 and a half like we said yeah, I mean, like a lot. It's super exciting if you're a Blue Jays fan. You have Vlad, who you know would have won MVP basically any other year if it wasn't for uh, Otani's year last year. You have Bo Bichette. Um, you have George Springer, fully healthy George Springer, like they didn't have last year. I think that's you know obviously exciting if you're uh, Blue Jays. Um, you trade for Matt Chapman. You have Teoscar Hernandez, who was an All Star last year. So you have a lot of pieces on this team. And again, pitching wise, you have Jose Barrios, who you got last year. I, I you know I think he's a solid. Piece. Again, you lose Robbie Ray, but um, I, you know, again, if was he was he ever going to re- replicate that year he had last year? Probably not. So I think it's probably good that you didn't, you know, re-sign him. You signed Kevin Gosman, so um, I think that's a solid pitcher to have. I think they have a solid rotation, decent bullpen, but again, the offense is where their strength is at. I mean, yeah, it's hard not to go over on this team. Like you're just like, there's no way I'm not expecting their top players to perform my top players. So. Um, I think the only thing that could hurt them is probably pitching, but I think it's good enough to the point where, yeah, they could win over 90, uh, 92 and a half games. Yeah. I'm over on this team as well. Um, this is something that I've heard a couple people talk about, but I actually haven't heard as much as maybe we should hear about it. The blue Jays might have the best home field advantage out of any team in MLB yeah. history. Um, yeah, it's true. Listen, it's, is it something, you know, is it something to bet over or under on you know, maybe not, but you play 162 games. So home field is pretty important when you're playing that many games. Not that all those, all those games are home, but, you know, it's important. Um, and you talked about it. On paper, this team is loaded. Pitching-wise, I have concerns pitching. I don't – can their pitching hold up in the postseason? We'll see. Not that you guys you, – you're never going to see – you know, this isn't 2016 baseball where you had players pitching more than five innings. You don't even have that anymore. But do they have do they have the caliber where they can have that amount of bodies pitching you know shut out three innings? I don't know, but yeah, I think this team's loaded. Um, there's just no doubt about it on paper. This, the, the lineup should be loaded, pitching should be good enough in the regular season, even if they don't have any studs. But yeah, I go over on this team. Yeah, and that leads or uh, that leaves us with our last team, the Dodgers, ninety-eight and a half wins again. Um, they, they signed Freddie Freeman, which seems ridiculous that a team like that can get Freddie Freeman. Um, obviously they lose Seager, but you know, you still have, you have Trey Turner, you have Justin Turner, you re-signed Chris Taylor, a lot of Taylors. 
Um, you have Gavin Lux, you have Will Smith, you have Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, whatever he even is, you still have him. Um, they traded AJ Pollock to get Craig, Craig Kimbrell um, to be their closer. Because again, they lost Kenley. They still have a really good bullpen. They still have a really good rotation. Walker Buehler is now the you know the true number one on that team. Scherzer's gone. Kershaw's obviously not that guy anymore. So um, yeah, I mean it's a stacked team. It's honestly one of the most stacked lineups I've ever seen in my life um, by far. Uh, 98 and a half wins. I mean, it's hard not to pick over just, I mean, the sheer talent that's on this team and the depth that they have, um, is just ridiculous. So it's hard not to go over on this team. I'm going over. Yeah. I think it's hard not to, I think this is another team where we see like 105 wins. It, it depends. You know, the reason they're not at 105 over under is because injuries it's 162 games. Baseball is a little different. It's not like in the NFL and NBA, Typically, if a guy's a top five player, he's only going to have top five seasons. MLB, people like even the best players of all time have down seasons. So who knows what's going to happen? But I, yeah, this team to me is as clear over. Um, they've probably, I, I, I would say they've probably gotten worse from last year on paper. Um, but I mean, they haven't gotten much worse. They've, they've, they've lost some players, but also gained some stars. I mean, Freddie Freeman is an incredible player. Um, yeah, if this isn't the best lineup, I've ever seen it's probably either another Dodgers team or I don't know, or it's a team that's like already been, you know, convicted of cheating. So it's, I don't know. This team to <laughs> yeah. me is incredible. I cannot, I, you know, my hope, my hope for every NL outcome, unless it's like my, unless it's the nationals coming out, ideally in, in, in a perfect world, it's the Dodgers getting out and then losing in the final, uh, losing in the world series and like a really just, ugly way that you wouldn't want to see as a Dodgers fan. So that's my hope if it's not the nationals, which it's probably not going to be. So um, I go over, but I hope they lose in the world series to a good, a team. I, I would love to see them lose to the blue Jays in the world series. That'd be a fun world series. Um, but, and also just one more thing they, you know, I guess depending on what happens, but technically they should be able to get Trevor Bauer back. So, you know, that just adds to what they have already starting pitching wise, but um, that's all 30 teams over unders every single one. Um, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we actually didn't pick awards for MLB, but we could do that, you know, after the first you know week or so that's not, it's not unique to do that before the season. You have time obviously. So we'll do that sometime soon. Um, all awards, but that was, yeah, like I said, that was over unders for the 2022 season. Um, and again, from when we're recording this opening day is tomorrow, Thursday. So it's exciting. Yeah. I think everybody should expect to see this out either tonight uh today we're recording this on a wednesday or opening day or sometime around there but um yeah that's it that's that's over unders i think at some point probably maybe towards the end of the season we'll probably look back and maybe react to this um it'd be interesting just because who knows i think we're gonna we're probably gonna have a lot of misses and a lot of hits i feel pretty good about my over unders it, it the mlb is tricky because it, it really does come down to like injuries and just consistency whereas in the nfl it's a little bit more it's not more predictable but like 17 games is 17 games 162 is like a lot of it can be you know so much can happen in those 162 games that it's yeah it's a lot harder to predict um but anyways that's it feel free to check out the mb uh, nfl draft video we'll also be coming out with some you know other nfl stuff nba talk more mlb talk as the season kicks off so uh yeah that's it goodbye